0: hello and welcome to healing from within i am your host Cheryl glick author of the living spirit answers for healing and infinite love and joining me today is dr david braun author of Oula for women offering his seven key areas of life to have less stress more purpose and to reveal the greatness within you Hello, Dave, and thank you for joining us today on Healing From Within.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You know, Dave, as listeners of this show are well aware, my guests and I seek to share intimate experiences and insights into the challenges and the opportunities that life offers us and how we may begin to pay attention to both our physical and inner spiritual needs, so we may improve and create better health, prosperity, and return to our natural state of well-being, which is happiness and well-being, health and joy, moving past the fears and restrictions of our own ego-based or fearful thinking processes. In today's episode of Healing From Within... Troy, who sets goals, finds balance and growth in the key areas of life, which, as we know are always changing and so must our thinking and ways to approach personal growth health and happiness uh, we will discover the seven F's of his Ula—that's that's OOLA interesting to hear interesting to see on paper his Ula plan for finding balance in an unbalanced world Dave I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person a place, an event, a value that they may have held that may have been the precursor to the adult they became, and the work and lifestyle that is valued now. So think back to an earlier time.
1: I, uh, I mean, when you when you say that, I initially think of uh, I grew up in North Dakota, small family farm. Um, all my family were immigrants. And um we grew up hardworking family. And I instantly think of uh my grandparents from both mm. sides, my mom and dad, uh sitting around this table that they made out in a field. And we would work all day on the farm. And they surprised us with a picnic. And they came out and it was my dad's family and my mom's family all sitting together at this table and just eating. And I remember that so well because my grandparents had such a huge influence on me. Um because they're hardworking they're prime examples of a great marriage, loving each other, um, happy music, um, always strong with like you talked about, not living in fear, but living in like faith, mm-hmm. um, very, very strong in that, and very just strong people in, in all the stuff they went through. And where that came back to me so much in a later time in life is, um, I know this is way ahead in the book, but in the first book, we will find out somebody else that I wrote, wrote with my buddy, Dr. Troy. Um, it is a story about him teaching me about Ula, about looking at your life in these seven key areas and writing down where you are, where you want to go, and how are you going to get there. Um, instead of the world kind of taking control of you, it's like, what do you want for your family? What do you want for your finances? What do you want for your career? What do you want for your uh, faith walk, your spirituality? What do you want for your fun in life? And I did that in my 20s. And then in. 19 um in my in my 30s in 2007 8 9 and 10 i went through the whole economy crisis loss everything went through a divorce and and i remember looking back at that moment with my parents my grandparents and what i felt from that i felt so much strength from that my whole life and then what i felt when i failed in life is that i felt so much guilt Mm -hmm. and because they had great marriages they had great relationships and i was the first one out of hundreds over 100 cousins going through a divorce and to lose everything and I was super successful in my 20s and then losing everything in my 30s and so what was a great strength for me had it turned in my 30s to be almost a hindrance because I felt guilty from it but then once I pushed through that then I looked back at the same thing as all the struggles you go through you can use them to hold you back or push you forward so by far I mean that, that was the first time we had hundreds of hundreds maybe thousands of interviews and no one has asked me that question so thank you so much for bringing that up
0: Dave, I am certainly glad that I asked you that question because for the first time in all the shows that I've done, and I've asked that question to many people, you answered the way I have always felt about my grandparents who were immigrants. I grew up in New York, and my parents and the strength that I had in our a simple lifestyle but our drive for education and to do well and to serve other people and I felt like you described it so beautifully just like I feel it and have always felt it and when I talk to my cousins I always tell them we were so very fortunate to be in a family that had such integrity and love for this country and love for hard work and love for education and uh, it's a great gift that we have shared, you and I. And I'm so I'm so glad you just described it that way uh, for our listeners to know because parents today are responsible also to offer their children that kind of solid foundation for well-being so that they can make appropriate choices during the hard times of their life because every life has a, a give and take and a flow. And we can't be, you know, there is no perfection. So therefore, we have to be able to accept ourselves as loving individuals and teach our children the same thing. And that's what you just expressed to me. But tell us how you and Troy Amdahl, uh you describe him as the uh, seeker. You're the seeker, and he was the guru. Uh, and how you came to write, love for women and actually I don't think it's only for women I think it's a book uh, with a philosophy for all people to find who they are and ways that they can um, enjoy life in a purposeful way so how did you get together
1: Yeah, that, that's there's like three or four questions in there um, oh. you know the, the answer as as
0: answer them at, at any <laughs> any way you see fit I love it
1: <laughs> There, there is interesting when you're talking about your family like immigrants and higher you know moderate, a lot of stress on like being happy working hard and, and higher education that was my thing too from my family is like I said we grew up family farmers we never grew up with much but it was always like you know we will work hard so you can get educated mm-hmm. um, and when I was in my last um, year of my doctorate um, I was asked we do a residency and I asked I said you know I want to do an internship program, residence program. Someone's going to teach me how to be a good doctor and take care of patients, but I want to do it with someone who's really a good person and is going to teach me a lot about life mm. um, because coming from this small town and moving out to Minneapolis, a bigger city, through my education, um, I wanted to just really be with the right person. And they said, hey, there's this guy, and this is Dr. Troy. Um, he's about 90 miles away, 90 minutes away because uh, it's, it's out in the country, you know, and uh, he will teach me about winning it is but he excuse excuse about winning out of life and taking care of patients? And that's exactly what it was. I went down there from that last year of my doctorate, met Dr. Troy, worked with him for a year, became good friends with him. And then at my graduation, he said, um, I want to invite you into a group of guys that work on what we call our ULA. And I had no idea what it meant uh. at the time. And he said, he said, just trust me on this. We're going to work on our ULA. So, and when he explained to me, it's like goal setting. I thought, well, I've set goals in sports, so this is, I've done this before. It's not a big deal. I guess set goals in grades. But this was different. We actually sat on the floor, and we had three by five note cards in front of us in seven stacks. And the seven stacks were labeled the seven Fs of Ula, fitness, finance, family, field, which is your career, faith, friends, and fun. And what we did for three days, we went through a process of, day one where are you in these seven areas? And I remember going, like, fitness, where am I? Finance. I'm like, finance, I'm, I'm, in, I'm at nine on a scale of 110. I'm killing it. I'm a doctor. And he goes, no, you got to get real with your finances. You're not a nine. I'm like, well, I have a doctorate now. I graduated. He goes, do you have a job? I'm like, I don't have a job. He goes, do you have a student loans? I'm like, about $120,000 in student loan debt. He
2: mm-hmm. goes, so how
1: can your finance be a nine? He said, you have to be real with where you are. And that's the first step, like, in our books, and that's the first step even with like listeners. It's like eating real with where you are and then you have to go down the line of where are you with your fitness and finances, but also where are you with your family? What kind of father, what kind of mother, what kind of husband, what kind of what kind of wife? If you're divorced, what does that look like? Where are you with your with your finances, your faith walk, your career? Where are you in these seven areas? And then day two was where do you want to go? And this was actually setting dreams and goals and dreams of these it's a lighthouse in the distance. What do you want for your finances? What do you want for your for fun in life? And then he would take that down a step and say, okay, now you know what your ultimate goal is for your family and your career. What are the goals you're going to do in this next year in 1998? What are the goals you are going to set that you can accomplish that will move your finances towards that lighthouse, that towards that dream? It will move your, your career. It will move your family life towards that. And then the day three was all the to-do steps we were going to go through in the next year to find success. And long story short, I found success in 1998, 1999, married, kids, career, kind of everything I wanted in my life. I was in shape, working out. And then 2008, 9, and 10 happened. And 2010, I was bankrupt, divorced, living in a motel. I got in touch with Troy because um, I was living in a motel going and all. And at the same time, he was fully retired, uh, had houses around the world, married 20-some years, and... You know, supporting orphanages and just living his ULA life. So at that moment, we kind of joked that hey, he's the ULA guru and I'm the ULA seeker, so I had to start over. And I said, if I get my life back on track, we need to tell the world about this process of ULA. Mm-hmm. And as my life got better, 2012, 2013, we sat down and wrote our first book, ULA, Find Balance, Unbalanced World. And that book took the off, an international bestseller. And when we started like a Facebook page and Instagram account, that blew up to over a million people followed us on social media. And then we said, what do you guys want next from us? And they wanted ULA for Women. And we're like, how are two guys ever going to write a book, ULA for Women? Um, but we figured it out, and that was the next book we wrote, and that's the one that you're talking about today.
0: Yes, that's what we're talking about. And also, um, I believe both of you have either had a lot of sisters or a lot of daughters. Is that so? So you've had a well, that's, lot of connections. Yeah, that's- to 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 that's females
1: yeah that's how it started out is like okay so they, they want us to write like 80 some percent was like write a book for women because we're the natural multitaskers we have a lot of stress in our lives write a book we're like we're two guys like so we started going through this process like i have four sisters and four daughters
2: mm-hmm. i have three
1: granddaughters i'm like okay we start doing this but we're like we can't come across as like mansplaining just because i have daughters doesn't make me an expert in how women should balance well, the their Well,
0: you, you know what? I, I see your book as having a philosophy and a practice and a way for uh, the soul to emerge and people's life plans and destinies to be fulfilled and to live purposefully, and I see it for everyone. But yes, women uh, have other issues. They are multitaskers, and they uh, do handle home life and work life and educational life, and uh, some yeah. men are more focused on... Um, the logical aspect of life and getting to their goal. One, two, three. And women are doing using the creative force and the logical force uh, to do many things at one time. So, but I think the basis for all success and for all comfort living um, in your physical life as well as your spiritual life is to accept the ebb and flow of the challenges and the people in your life without much judgment. And I think your philosophy talks about that. It talks about stripping away the clutter and worry of everyday life and to tru- truly live the authentic desires of your heart as if nothing else matters. And you tell a story that um, about a woman that you met on the bus t- tour uh, who stood out to you right away. And she was beautiful, about 35 years old. She was there with her husband and kids, and she was taking photos at the surf. Do you remember that
1: story? Yeah, this, well, 100%. And this, this is. Go on with that story.
0: That's yeah, a wonderful this, this story.
1: Is, this is where you talk about destiny, right? And you talk about yes. things happening for a reason. So, Troy and I are challenged with writing a book for women and how we're we going to do that. And we said the exact same things you said, like the principles of Lula stay the same. So, you know, whether you're trying to get out of debt or you're trying to work on a marriage or you're trying to work on a career, principles of are pretty much the same. You be you. You, you follow your destiny and you live mm-hmm. with your life plan. But we're driving the bus up the coast of California, and the bus is we're going around collecting one million handwritten dreams on the side of a 1970s ETA bus uh, to show the collective energy of what it looks like for a million people to say we're designed for greatness and we're going to live our purpose. And this is the first trip up the coast of California. Now the bus is 19 layers, thick and dreams. But at this time, there's like 10 stickers on the bus. Like, we just started. And we're talking about this Rule for Women's book, how we're going to write that. And interestingly, we pulled over at the end of the day, and we were watching the sunset. Our two boys were swimming in the ocean. And we're sitting there watching this family. It's about 35-year-old couple, beautiful couple, two kids, taking pictures with a professional photographer. And afterwards, they came up, and we were talking, like, man, that's a beautiful family. It's like a Pinterest family. And they came up afterwards, and she goes, what are you guys doing with this crazy bus? And she was laughing at us, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, we're just, tell- we're just telling people that they're designed for greatness and a purpose, and we're reconnecting people to their dreams because we get lost in the corner and the craziness of life. Yeah. And she goes, I would love to put a sticker on your bus. I said, we'd be honored. I said, which one do you want? They're all color-coordinated. And she goes, I want a family one. And she pulled the orange sticker out, and she wrote her dream and slapped on the bus and came over and high-fived us. And they got in the car and drove away. And just like two little kids, as soon as they left, Troy and I were like, oh, my gosh, what did she write? So we ran to the back of the bus, and we looked at her orange sticker, and it said, to survive stage four cancer long enough to see my daughters become women. Yeah. And we got really quiet and felt emotional about that. But then in that moment, that's where we got it is we're not going to tell women how to live. We're going to tell stories of women that we've met on the bus, that stories that we met at events, stories of women through social media that have reached out to us. And we're going to tell their stories and use their stories to help inspire you while you read the book. And then we'll put the lessons at the end. So the stories are there to open your heart. That's where change happens. It doesn't happen in your head. It happens in your heart. Yes. So we want to inspire people in spirit. You read the story, you feel inspired and connected to the, to the woman, the story you're reading but then, when you're done reading the story, there's principles like what can we learn from this journey? How can this journey of this amazing woman help you? And it's just 42, you know, everyday ordinary women who've gone through extraordinary things, who overcome extraordinary things, and we use their stories to teach Ula. And that and that it was the biggest blessing ever because it, it made the book beautiful. It made the book what it is um, because of it's not us telling the stories. The first book was my stories and Troy stories. The second book Group of women is women's stories, and it's just such an incredible book.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's really not what happens to people, uh, but how they handle their challenges, their attitudes, uh, their perspective on other people, and the love they have within them and and for their life and other people in their life. So uh, these stories are very inspiring, and I picked that one right away because. Uh, She was beautiful because she had a spirit that was stronger than the problems she was dealing with. And she was just going to do the best that she could to survive as long as she could. Because I believe we have a time to come and a time to go. I believe, you know, the energy of our soul, our energy body exists beyond this time and place and so i don't have as much fear about the dying the death and dying process yeah. and and i've also i've also uh, done hospice for many years and helped people so they don't have to be so afraid but it is our obligation while we are here to live a physical life of growth and learning and serving and being trusting of the whole evolution of humanity and ourselves and into the process of not only the here and now but beyond what we will contribute, even beyond here. I would assume that you have feelings similar to this from hearing you talk, but not everybody does Uh, but that's okay Uh, they in time will have their own perceptions challenged through these challenges and some of them are painful and difficult but attitude is everything you know it's not what life does to us or hands us it's how we handle it and i think your book and your whole philosophy gives you the tools to do exactly that so to live an ula life it's paramount to identify toxic traits that hold us back from finding balance and growth, and in each of the seven categories, the F categories, we must begin to think about that. So we start with fitness. So some of the things you want to think about about you know, with in regard to fitness is what kind of fuel do you put in your body? What kind of thoughts do you have? That's fuel too, because every thought is energy. And every impulse of our heart is an energy impulse. So it has power and force in creating what what's going to happen. So it's very important to feed our body and feed our mind. That's what you described there. Uh, and then tell us something about, you were discussing finance before. How to make the plan to pay off your debts? Don't take on more debt. Increase your income, even if you have to have another job, and have proper insurance for emergencies. To make a plan, you have to be practical, not just spiritual or etheric. You know, we want to have the whole package together. But go on to family. Family's very complicated.
1: Yeah, it is. This is the heart and the head of a storm. It's the inspiration you're talking about. It's that spirit of a person. Mm. Uh, but we're physical beings walking on a planet earth and we do have financial stuff we have Mm -hmm. family stuff we have fitness stuff that we have to take care of you explain fitness perfectly it's the emotional mental and physical part of a body it's what you put in your body what you expect to get out of your body and then you have to realize are you taking care of it the way you're supposed to underlying the first thing in ULA that you have to understand is you have to be you like this is your design for greatness and a purpose this is your life to design the way you want it to and it's basically like you said it's choices you make Um, there's circumstances that happen but it's the choices you make towards those circumstances so fitness is that it's mental emotional physical and and you get into finance the number one cause of divorce and stress and marriages back in the 1920s 30s 40s and 50s was infidelity and in the last 30 years it switched to financial stress so you can't hide it under a rug and just say well it'll take care of itself you have to get real that's the head part of it you know you feel it in your heart like I want to have financial abundance so that I can provide for others provide for my family
2: mm-hmm. and, you know
1: not have as much financial stress whatever it is but then you have to have a plan with your head of how you're going to get out of debt family is like a two-day seminar because
0: yeah i like have, i like yeah. the inner circle that you talked about yeah,
1: and yeah. in-laws so,
0: and outlaws and yeah
1: yeah the way yeah. you set
0: that up tell us about that yeah and
1: in the book, we talk about uh, looking at your family life as concentric rings around you, circles around you, so you're in the middle,
2: mm-hmm. and the
1: inner circle is your inner circle. This is your husband, wife, kids. If you're married and you have kids, the next ring would be moms and dads and in-laws and uncles and aunts, and then the next ring is cousins, and then people this year five years at a family reunion. But the closer that ring is to you, the more that's going to affect you in a positive or a negative way. And it's very important because when we do, we do a little plus as a two day seminar and we take people through that process. When we get to this, it's a very charged category when people look at the inner ring and say, people are like, Oh my gosh, I have the most amazing family. I've been so blessed. And some people are like, this is the most toxic thing on the planet. Like this is where all my stress resides
2: mm-hmm. and causes
1: me physical emotion. So what we do is we say, look at those close relationships, the inner circle, Look at those close relationships, identify them as being healthy or toxic. And then you also have to look at yourself and identify are you the toxic one in the relationship? Are you the toxic one in the marriage or with your kids or with your mother and father or with your siblings? But you have to look at the whole picture from the outside looking in. And then you have to, that's emotional. And then you have to start putting a plan together. If you have a toxic, let's say, father or father-in-law or brother or sister, whatever it is, how can you start to build boundaries around that relationship Mm -hmm. where you protect yourself from it? And we we go through that in detail in the book called The Hazmat Suit, uh, protecting yourself from toxic family relationships. Um, But then also, like, if you have those great family relationships, how can you continue to serve those and how can they serve you? So it's a joint unity on, you know, giving, give and take.
0: So basically, it's basically, I talk about this with my clients all the time. It's about embracing what feels right and serves your destiny and life plan and so you're the healthiest you can be and sort of um, not embracing that which makes you uh, less than you can be and which makes you have more stress or can bring uh, unhealthy conditions to you. Actually, you can get sick when you're around people who are uh, working against your goals. So it doesn't mean they're... Good or bad. Nothing is really good or bad. It's just they are following their life plan and their destiny. And we wish them well and we want to, you know, maybe pray for them and and ask Spirit to help them perhaps if, if they won't listen to you and give you what you need in the relationship. Uh, but not overwhelm yourself with being drawn into their energy or their needs. So that's what you're yeah, really not- saying. That's what you're saying. And it's the truth. Uh, that is how we deal uh, with people. We love them. We accept them as they are. We know they are following their route. It might be quite different from our road forward, but it's okay. And with that, we can go on to say, you say that no matter what anyone has done or has failed to do, uh, they deserve a better life. Can you explain that?
1: You know, that. It, I mean, I have to touch on this because it's so key in people we talk to Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about, like, looking at family, if you have toxic family and saying, mm-hmm. hey, that's your life, you to live your life, that's great, do that. But the problem most people run into is they're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, and they're still trying to impress a parent. Or yes. They're still trying to live a life their mom wanted them to live with their dad. And that's where they're missing the mark on living their ULA life. So, no matter what you've done or failed to do, you deserve an ULA life, you deserve life your dream. But well, you can't live a life trying to think, what does my mom want me to do? What does my dad want me to do? What would my grandparents want me to do? You have to live your life. That, that is so key in that because we see so many people getting so wrapped up in going to college because their mom and dad wanted them to or getting a job or marrying that one person because they're supposed to. And then they get down the road and they're very unhappy. Their soul is disconnected from who they are as a person. Absolutely. Because they feel yeah. so disconnected because they're not truly living their life. So that's why I said to underline the first thing in Ula is you have to be you. You have to start with you, not what mom, dad, neighbors, brothers, pastors, not what anybody else wants for you. What do you want for your life? Where are you in these seminaries? Where do you want to go? And then how are you going to get there and start pursuing that plan?
0: Absolutely. And I, I really can't agree with you more than what you just said because what the mind believes it creates as our thoughts turn into action and either fulfill our dreams or thwart them. And in my book, The Living Spirit, I wrote, many choose to believe it is life's circumstances that are at the root of the destruction of so many fine plans, intentions, and opportunities. I believe it is the perception of limitation and self-doubt, not our circumstances, which destroy dreams and thwarts wonderful ideas. What I call the law of attraction is a universal energetic truth of creating our own reality by bringing to us the people and circumstances that our mind and actions generate. What we focus our thoughts, time, and energy on, whether knowingly or unknowingly, whether positively or negatively, whether lovingly or hatefully, sets up a ripple of interaction with other people, places, and events that ultimately brings these possibilities into reality. The thought begins on an energetic mental level and sometimes proceeds after days, months, or years into a manifestation of a concrete reality. And I I want to thank you, Dr. Dave Braun, uh, for a journey in a 1970 v w surf bus across the country meeting people who shared their most intimate stories and learned the power within to move past their traumas addictions and sorrows by living the seven f's of Ula, the values and goals that have led you and so many others to finding the passion within and developing the courage and resilience and fortitude necessary for success. And that's what you and I talked about at the beginning that we had in our beginning life that we were most grateful for in our early yep. family life. To find more about this spiritual path and and plan, uh, go to OOLA, O-O-L-A, life. Dot com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have seen that when you recognize that there's a bigger plan for all of us and that our inner essence seeks to define its personal destiny and personal soul power with love and compassion, curiosity, and many practical ways to solve the challenges offered to us by the outside world, we learn to accept ourselves change and flow in the spirit of life and find what is our natural birthright joy and happiness the authors of ula for women find balance in an unbalanced world offer ways to view the seven main areas of your life fitness finance family field faith friends and fun very important fun a lot of people leave that out and uh with perhaps a new perspective create in small increments a way past any trauma challenge or limitation to change themselves and their thinking thereby creating new possibilities for joy and success dave and i would have you begin to look at your life and to develop a new sense of self-awareness through a self-investigative process, always loving yourself for all the quirks and inconsistencies of yourself, others, and life, and then begin to move past the duality in thinking of things being right or wrong, good or bad. But accept that all is as it is, nothing is random, and when you begin to see each area of life With hope, and lightness of thought, and openness of heart, you're going to find you are able to create whatever you put your thoughts and energy on, and be the person you were born to discover. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within and author of The Living Spirit, and invite you to visit my website, com to hear authors, visionaries, leaders, scientists, spiritualists, educators, medical professionals, and those from all walks of life who share the amazing way to find the life that suits your personal and spiritual growth. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.